Hello everyone, and we're here to sit on, well, we're sitting on the on the couches again, not so brown anymore. As I said in the last episode, I found these these conversations really fascinating and um, thought-provoking. And I think this is really important stuff that we're talking about, Rob. So some of the conversations that I was having this week with, with my wife, Sam, well, over the last um, couple of weeks, has been on, yeah, I suppose around this idea of pushing, but then also what what creates a brittle child, a child that actually is brittle. We've been kind of looking at our own kids and kind of going, how do we make sure we don't uh, build brittle children by the way that we act and the way that we parent and the way that we we go about our lives? So throwing that over to you. Thanks, Stu. And I said to you before uh, meeting this morning, what a great question that is. And no doubt none of us wants a child, you know, uh, or two. Uh, parents in such a way that our kids become brittle, that would be ghastly. So a great question, you know, what, what is it that um, could contribute to something like that where our kids develop a kind of a brittleness? Um, it does also take us into that territory that I want us to discuss around teaching toughness, doesn't it? So I think that that sits well within the uh, the topic of teaching toughness. So with brittleness, I guess, being the opposite of that, what we don't want. Um, and also I was thinking before meeting this morning, Stu, about the importance of resilience. Um, really these days, we all need it. Um, I've said quite a few times, just because I think it's true that um, the times we're in are really difficult, demanding for all of us, everyone in the home. Um, these are not easy spaces for us emotionally, psychologically, relationally. It's tough. So how do we, for ourselves as parents, you know, um, practice and stay resilient? We can look at that. Um, as well as how do we pass that on to our kids and how do we help them to avoid um, unnecessary brittleness? So I think that that's a great and really uh, timely topic. I'm very happy to look at that. Um, so that's the kind of the frame that I have in mind. I did think to myself as well in, 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 in thinking about this morning's, um, this idea of teaching toughness. One of the things I wanted to ask you, but I think we can put it out to our listeners, is what do, what do parents think of when they think of, of, of teaching their kids to be tough? Um, that would be maybe something that's well worth thinking about, dwelling on. What do I want for my child? What do I want to pass on or to teach? And here again, we're thinking as dads, to teach my daughter, to teach my son. And again, I'm suggesting that it's not a simple question for us to answer. Um, I think it's multi-layered, and I do think that our own biases, our own uh, dispositions, our own beliefs about the world are very, very likely to be woven into that. Um, beliefs about success, beliefs about masculinity, beliefs about the differences between boys and girls, um, you know, who should we push? We've spoken about that. Uh, who shouldn't we push? Um, what should we push? All of these kinds of things are woven into the idea of passing on to or teaching our kids to become, in our terms, 
tough. I'm going to maybe take the easiest part of the question around brittleness uh, uh, for now. Um, and it's relevant, Stu. And that would be, I think, we've, we've hinted um, earlier that our kids come to us with their own personalities, their own ways. And it's true to say that some kids have more sensitive, more emotionally based temperaments than other kids. And if you like, it can be that they are more easily upset, more thrown by strange situations, um, less confident in social spaces, less inclined to gallop towards new adventures or take on challenges or tasks. And also oftentimes less inclined to, you know, to persevere with things. I think many of those things, our kids are different and they come to us different in that regard. I've said before that I've got three kids and each of them has got a different internal engine. And for us, I think one of the first things we need to do is to appreciate that you simply cannot take a one sort of size model to fit all of our kids because it won't apply. Um, resilience, toughness, uh, perseverance are going to look very different for each of our kids because of their own inherent ways. Does that make sense for starters? That makes a lot of sense. And uh, I mean, I can see that with, with my kids and how different that they are and how differently they approach the same, the same scenario, the same situation and how good they are for each other in that as well because the one learns from the other new things <laughs> and um and i suppose it's it's you know we spoke about parenting right at the beginning of all of this is that you know parenting isn't just about oh how do we mold these little critters into the perfect <laughs> you know adults that that we perceive but it's actually a lot more about how do we grow as people um with them and i think that's what these conversations certainly for me have been about is like you know looking at myself so you asked a question just now what does toughness look like and i grew up in an environment where toughness well i shouldn't say in a family but in a in an environment a community where toughness was being a big physical rugby player who if you got knocked down you got up and you just carried on if you broke an arm it wasn't that bad if you you know like th that was that was that kind of the generalized sense of toughness and i think that's changed quite a lot for me in terms of what i think toughness is or what courage looks like the word courage for me is um is very different now to what i thought it was when i was growing up yeah so that that makes a lot of sense that one kid is different to another kid and they respond completely differently uh, in the ways that they they approach things Yes, so just staying with uh, one one small part of what you've raised because you've you've picked out some really important aspects there and I want us to have a look at them in turn. But staying with the idea that kids are born with their inborn personalities or temperaments, their ways, and we have to walk that road with them. We were also saying, you and I, um, before getting together, how it's also about two steps forward, one step back. So you're saying that you're dear gorgeous daughter you're remembering a time where she decided she wanted to be in some ways a, a, a little girl again and you guys had to rewind a bit in terms of the eating habits and uh, that was where she was at she felt like being there for a season and you guys 
we're prepared to sort of push pause button and go back a few steps. And I think things like sleep are like that. A child can be very confident going off to school and then go through a season where they're not confident. There are many instances, aren't there, Stu, where our kids do sort of two steps forward, one step back, and we, we, we don't, you know, we can be thrown by it, but it is what it is, and we've got to reset. It's a bit like my relationship with you as well, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a lot of patience is needed, no doubt. I won't say from which side of the relationship. <laughs> Good point. But Stu, yes, as you rightly say too, this is why I'm asking dads in particular to take a careful think about this idea of toughness. Um, it's still the case, I think, that for us as dads, we want to help our sons and daughters get stronger. So where there are instances of distress or difficulty, or our kids are afraid of things. Very often for lots of dads, there's this, there's this loving impulse to help our kids toughen up, to be strong, to realize they can do it. And I, I think that that's good. It's just that there can be some very heavy overlays of the kind of environment that we've grown up in, which is around, if you like, some of the uh, masculine qualities that have to do with suppression of emotion. Um, that have to do with denial of, of physical pain, don't they? So if you get bumped or jostled in a sport, the correct answer is it didn't hurt or to not cry, you know, to not display um, what's really going on underneath the surface, isn't it? So there's a kind of a, a masculinity involved in that. And again, I don't want to curse it and to say it's entirely wrong. But as parents, you've got to be careful because if that's all we're looking for, then there's a whole bunch of stuff going on the inside of our kids that we won't get to and that they will, they will hide from us. And let me say at this point that very typically across the world, issues around masculinity are conveyed to sons through the medium of shame, which is to say that if you act in a certain way, if you are emotional, if you do burst into tears, if you do show fear, then you are othered for that, you are shamed for that. Um, so that is something that all of us, I think, as dads need to get to grips with because we know this. We ourselves have grown up in climates like that. You yourself, Stu, grew up in a space like that. So I do think it's around us as men thinking very, very carefully about this concept of toughness, courage, as you, as you rightly say, it's all in there. And, and, and defining for us carefully what it is exactly that we're wanting to convey to our sons and our daughters. And for me as a dad, let me say the scary thing is that the messages I've transmitted have happened in a flash and they're not that easy to unpick. Okay, so here's a question on that. So I had, a, I had a, a situation, I don't know, maybe it was two weeks ago or three weeks ago, where Caleb's cricket coach was coaching him, okay? And he got, he got hit by the hard cricket ball. And I noted, well, I actually asked Caleb afterwards what the coach had said to him. Cause, and he had said to me, he had said to Caleb, don't show the opposition that you got hurt. Okay, because it just gives them confidence, and I mean this is a, this is a good cricket coach. He's, you know he, he knows what he's doing. He's um, it, it gives them confidence, the bowler confidence that he's going to try and do it again. And you can see that you're scared. If you show him that, then it's going to get worse for you. What do you think of that? 
I would say that what the coach did nicely there is he spoke about, I'm going to call it, I can't think of a better phrase, I'm going to call it the finished product. So what Caleb decided to do, or what he was encouraged to do with the pain, and I'm okay with that, and I'm going to say now, I'm going to replace the coach with, with, with the dad, with you, Stu. I think the trick for us as parents, and especially for us as dads, is we need our sons to be okay to say, Dad, that hurt like crazy. <laughs> wow, that really stung. And there'll probably be a bruise, or there could well be a bruise. And it's okay for your boy to say, look, Dad, you go, yo, ow, sure. So the fact is, what's your son's reality? Um, what, what, I, what I don't like is where sons are given the message that it wasn't sore. There's a kind of a self-denial. So to come back to your question around what makes kids brittle, I, I do think, Stu, that for boys, teenage boys, young adult males, and, and, and older guys, guys like us, the more we build us ourselves, Stu, the more we, we fake it, there are serious consequences to that way of going about things. Sooner or later, it's going to, <laughs> it's going to implode. So that's going to be for today anyway, one of the things that I'm going to highlight to say, we've got to not do that. I'm not saying that I, I don't want Caleb to be tough with his pain, but I am saying he's allowed to own his pain. Okay, that's really interesting. So can I just, just um, try and summarize what some of the things that, that, that have been interesting for me? So the, the, the two things that, that I'm hearing from you, the one is that suppression of emotions is the way that you said it better <laughs> i'm trying to remember what you said but you said suppression of emotions is the way that you are communicated to be tough like you just must suppress your emotions and that is such a potential well it has it but it will become dangerous in time not just for our kids but for us as well if if, if we do that but it's okay for a kid to be you know, told, hey, listen, don't show that pain in this circumstance for this particular thing. But of course, as a dad, you want to, you you know, you want to talk about the pain that was there, and you don't want to just push it aside and say, well, you must never ever talk about it. No, that's exactly right, Stu. So, and there's studies done on this um, where um, kids who who cry easily, and again, it's a temperament thing. Kids are born different that way. Some kids just are more emotionally expressive than others. On the playground, though, if you're someone who cries a lot, it can be problematic socially. So uh, bullies, for instance, target kids who, who express more emotion, who can get, who display that they're upset. And I would say to us as parents, although it's very tender ter territory, we've got to steer very wisely around shame. It's again around the child being free to express and describe the emotional social experience as it was and the difficulties of it. And then practicing with dad and with mom, to be honest, ways of containing that emotion so that to those tricky customers on the playground, he looks tougher, if that makes sense. But he knows and you know um, what's going on and, and what courage he's showing to come back to your word and how much you can be proud of him, not for not being upset, but for what he did with the upset. Thanks, Rob. 
we got a lot more to talk about on this one.